Welcome to the Less True podcast presented by Gulf Food, the largest annual FMB sourcing event in the world. I'm your host, Jeraria Hersey, bringing you compelling stories and insights to a wide range of topics in the food and drinks industry. From farming, behind the scenes, to the culinary world, and to foods we simply love to chew on. In this podcast series, we speak to people, brands, and businesses across the food and drinks spectrum to find out more about why they do what they do and how, in their own way, they're championing change and shifting the future of food and drink. Trust me, there's so much more. So listen to the Less True podcast on our website, gulffood.com, and subscribe to our newsletter for the latest updates in food. Welcome back to the Less Chew podcast. I'm your host, Jeraria Hersey, and today I'm joined by Alexander Golden, the global head of food at Kareem. Alex is a seasoned executive with over a decade of experience in managing, consulting, and in the tech space. He has previously held leadership positions at Deloitte, Uber, Uber Eats, and Talabat. In his current role, Alex is responsible for leading Kareem's food business across the UAE, Jordan, and uh, KSA. Um, For those of you who are not familiar with what Kareem is, uh, Kareem is the leading ride-hailing and food delivery platform in the Middle East and North Africa with over 100 million registered users and over 2.5 million captains, which are the drivers. Um, And I'm really excited to hear from Alex today about the future of food delivery and how Kareem is uh, leading the way in the space and the overall food delivery scene here in the region. Thank you so much. Tune in to know more. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Very good. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, What I like to ask my guests is to just tell us a little bit more about why you do what you do and how you got here. So if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself and um, your role at Kareem and uh, your experience in the food delivery scene. So um, if you can't tell by my accent, I'm Australian. I've been in Dubai for three and a half years. So I moved over with my family just before the pandemic. So I'd been working in Australia for a few years with Uber and I came over to work with Uber Eats. Then I went on to work with Talabat for a couple of years and now I'm at Kareem. So during this time, it's kind of strange moving here before the pandemic and then seeing all of that happen and and what's happened to to food delivery and and how that's exploded. But um, I've worked in the food industry quite a while, on and off. My first job in the food industry was when I was 14 and nine months. It's the legal working age in Australia Wow! where 14. I lined up and got a job at McDonald's. So okay. <laughs> I started off my career as, as a 14-year-old flipping burgers in the back. Okay. Um, so good learning seeing how that works. But I've worked a lot in different restaurants and cafes, bars, um, and I think it's given me a good appreciation for how tough it is to run a restaurant. It's, um, it's cutthroat. Right. And, um, so let's talk about Kareem. How did it venture into, because it was a a ride hailing 
service, mm. delivery service. I mean, just the car service before. Yeah. So how did it venture into the food delivery scene? And uh, what strategies did you adapt to establish a strong presence in the market? Because all I see is Kareem ads everywhere. <laughs> um, so like Kareem was founded a little over 10 years ago. And the goal or the, the mission of our founders was to simplify the lives of people in this region. That started off with mobility and we know how the rise of Kareem and being able to press a button to go from A to B um, has simplified people's lives. But we've wanted to scale that to all different services so that technology makes people's lives easier. So whether that be from getting, getting from A to B, getting your groceries, tap of a button, or in our case, getting food from one of 10,000 restaurants delivered to you, um, that's, that's something that we've, we've focused on and we've taken a lot of pride in making sure that the service levels we offer our customers and our restaurants are the best in the market. So one thing we've really doubled down on is reliability. So I guess part of our DNA with a mobility business is logistics and, and this is something we think we, we do really well. So our technology, our our riders, we call them captains that do the deliveries, um, the policies, the procedures, all these things, I think allow us to deliver in a much more reliable way than anybody else. Then on the restaurant side, this is where we've taken a lot of pride in making sure that we're, we're really partnering with them in a fair and sustainable way so that they grow their business. Now, the commissions that we've we offer and we work with are fair and we know are sustainable. Um, and the, the care and support we provide restaurants, so the account managers, our focus on the restaurant's growth. Um, this customer-centric approach, if you will, has, has really helped us scale a lot faster. So how has the landscape of food delivery and the dining experience evolved in the GCC in your experience? And uh, what role has Kareem played in this uh, transformation? Let's put COVID aside. I, I think we know the impact that's had on the delivery of all sorts of services. But I think um, like this region has always had an affinity for convenience, whether that's you know in your car pulling up somewhere to order food and... and uh, in lieu of delivery. Um, but I think as we've seen the the rise of these tech companies offering the ease of, of ordering, um, things have really taken off. So the number of restaurants that people have access to, like just a few years ago, if you wanted to order, the only real way was to pick up the phone and call a McDonald's or a KFC. And it's pretty inconvenient. You don't see the menu you don't know when the food's going to arrive. Whereas now you can open an app and you've got, at least on the Cream app, you've got close to 10,000 restaurants that you can peruse. We try and put in front of you what we know you like. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's incredible how quickly it's evolved and it's certainly not slowing down. Cream was founded a little over 10 years ago. Um, so our founders, Madassa and, and Magnus, had this vision of building something big and impactful and simplifying mobility is what they landed on. So they, you know, developed the technology that we all use and, and know to be able to press a button and get from A to B conveniently. Um, this scaled across the region. It 
completely changed the mobility landscape. Um, but then kind of realized that we can, with this technology and this platform and this user base and, and this, this brand, that we can simplify people's lives in other ways. So we launched food delivery, which we all know about. Uh, we've got grocery. You can get your house cleaned. You can send money to someone or back to your home country. We've got a subscription program called C Plus that ties all these things together. So what we're calling it is the everything app. Um, and the, the key idea behind it or our key mission is to simplify your life. Some might confuse this with, you know, being lazy, yeah. you know, being <laughs> sitting on the couch, being able Just to order your groceries instead of going to the shop. But yeah. the way we see it is it, it gives you more time to do the, the things you love. So like for me, it means I can spend more time with my kids rather than being stuck in traffic. Um, you know, for others, it might be that they're studying or they they play sport or whatever for us. The, the main way I look at it is we're giving people time back. Okay, perfect. So um, what would you say are the key challenges you've observed so far in the region in this scene? Yeah, I think for any restaurateur, you know, if, if we're talking about the, the mum and pop type restaurants, it's, it's really hard. It's a super competitive industry. You've got overheads. You've got um, the cost of goods that are constantly going up. You've got the seasonality, which in this part of the world is, is next level. Um, so I think keeping all that in mind, um, restaurants that are charged really high commissions to be on these platforms, it's, it's super hard to sustain. Now, I think the, the benefits of these food delivery aggregators like ourselves is we're giving restaurant access to a huge customer base so even if the restaurant is full and they don't have enough seats they you know they've got another sales channel to explore um, but there's only so much margin for a restaurant so that's something we take pride in is is since day one we've charged fair commission to restaurants so that it still stacks up but I, I think the the most concerning trend that we're seeing, and we've seen it all around the world, but we're seeing a lot of it in the UAE of late, is aggregators pushing exclusivity onto restaurants. So, you know, the the bigger players cornering smaller restaurants to be exclusive only on that platform. Now, okay. like other parts of the world, that's illegal. In most industries, it's illegal, that sort of predatory behavior. Okay. Like, the biggest player in China was fined half a billion dollars for doing this. Um, but what, why it's concerning is with less choice, um, consumers, you know, pay the price of reduced service levels. Um, restaurants have less, um, less control or there's less competition for them to mandate there to be better customer service or better delivery. Um, so this is something that we think is really bad for restaurants in the long run and it's we're, we're seeing it be really bad for customers right now with slower delivery times, delivering multiple meals at once. Um, so, yeah, this exclusivity thing is something that's very concerning. A huge trend here in the UAE. 
Um, I'm glad you mentioned the food delivery service aggregators versus people ordering straight from the local brands. Is it really a win-win situation or do you think local brands or smaller restaurants or smaller brands are being taken advantage of if they are exclusive to, let's say, one food mm. service? Well, I, I think this evolution from people picking up the phone or people getting in their car and going to a restaurant and waiting for their food is with good reason. Um, with the technology and the, the logistics networks and all these different things that have been built by these aggregators over time allow each party in the supply chain to focus on their strengths. Now, the strength of a restaurant is producing great food um, and, of course, great customer service and experience for those that go dine in the restaurant. But delivering food, building technology, having customer support agents, all these sorts of things that require a lot of scale, a lot of money and a lot of expertise are really challenging for a small restaurant. And, sure. and this is where we come in and, you know, this is what we're experts in. So I, I think um, just like any business or supply chain, you play to your strengths. So what really differentiates Kareem? Because there is a rapid rise of food delivery um, apps in the GCC. So what is the one thing you would say differentiates Kareem from the rest of the delivery services? In the UAE, it's reliability. Reliability, so okay. So this can be confused with speed. Now, it's, it's not about speed. And that Co brings me to your campaign, yes. Durham's for Delays. So yes. just tell us about that campaign and how it's going so far. Yeah, sure. So like I mentioned, reliability is something, it's part of our DNA. It's something we've focused on for a, a very long time. Yeah. Now to us, reliability means being on time. Okay. So for us, it's about, we make a promise when you press a button and order your favorite food, we make a promise that we're going to arrive as, at a certain time. Now, we, we've been observing the market and seeing what we're doing relative to others and we feel this is a, a real strength. So we, we designed a campaign where we to put our money where our mouth is. So for each minute that we were late past the promised uh, estimated time of arrival, we would give the customer one durham. Um, okay. So for us, again, it, it's not about speed. Each type of food takes a different amount of time to okay. prepare, as you'd expect, it's, um, it's about making promises and keeping promises. And with the theme of being accountable, responsibility and transparency, and consumers always want to be very transparent. So does this impact the captains in any way? Because I'm sure you are getting feedback on a response from this campaign. So yes, how? I'm not going to lie, it did create a bit of noise, but the answer yeah. to your question is absolutely not. This, okay, so how does it work? This had nothing to do with the captains. Okay. Um, this was purely our technology and the promises we're making customers. So for a, for a captain, all they see in their app, they've got a, a different app to what we see, okay. is where to pick up the food from and where to take it to. So the promised delivery time, all of this, they don't even know about it. And of course, we communicated with them before the campaign to let them know what we're doing, what this means for them. And of course, you know, that nothing changes, that the same focus on safety remains. So the the key difference here, though, that it, 
that allows us to be so reliable. The main one, there's the, the logistics and the technology, etc. But the simple secret is that we only send one meal per captain. Now, what a lot of people don't know is that when they order their food, there might be someone else's meal that's getting delivered at the same time. Okay. Or your food may be at the restaurant waiting for someone else's food to be prepared so that the captain can take to at once. So it's simple. We have a captain ready and waiting so that as soon as your food comes out of the kitchen, it goes into his box and he goes straight to your doorstep. So we operate across UAE, Jordan, Saudi. What, what I really enjoy is that each business is really different. So the competitive landscape in the market, how long we've been there, the culture, the team, the challenges that we're facing uh, keeps it really, really interesting. We started in Dubai and this is our most mature business. For Cream as well, this is where we built the concept of the super app and we've you know learned a lot of things on the way. So it's, it's certainly our most polished market. Yeah. Um, but kind of taking a lot of those learnings to other markets so that we can replicate that success has been a big part of my focus. A Saudi, where I'm spending a lot of time there at the moment, in Saudi, we've actually changed things up. We're doing something completely different. We're, we're focused on health food. So we've built an app customized to make healthy eating a lot easier. So what Dedicated we, app just for healthy eating. Yes. Okay. So we've... The, the feel, the look, the type of information in the app is very different to what you'd see here in Dubai. Okay. Now, you can still order from your favorite burger shop. We're, we're not preventing anyone from doing that. Okay. Um, but what we found when we were doing research on the market is that for a lot of people, eating healthy can be confusing. Um, it's perceived as not very tasty. It's perceived as expensive. But everybody knows that we need to make smarter health choices. And yeah. particularly in Saudi, I think there's really high rate of diabetes. It's part of the kingdom's 2030 vision. They want people to make healthier choices. Okay. So we wanted to be a first mover in this space right. and use our technology to make it easier for people to eat healthy. Now, okay. another thing that we've learned is that Healthy food means different things to different people. Now, a lot of people will think healthy food is just salads and poke bowls and it's quite boring. Um, but it means different things to different people. And kind of where we've landed with this is eating healthy is what makes you feel good and it's about making a better choice than what you otherwise would have. And with our app, we're, we're hoping to make it easier. That's really cool. Um, we're going to move on to the fun facts. So you can just uh, give us a little bit more insight into Kareem. So what's the most popular restaurant on Kareem right now? It's McDonald's. McDonald's. And I think okay. Any country <laughs> or any food aggregator, whether it's, let's say, in Colombia or in the US or anywhere, it's McDonald's. McDonald's. Um, but what we're seeing, we're seeing the most growth in health food and in Levantine cuisine. So they're catching up. All right, that's good. Um, what's the highest number of orders from a single customer in one day? Actually 19. 
19 times. Yes. So this was from a C plus subscriber. Um, so they don't pay delivery fee as okay. as part of the uh, subscription program. Um, so they're able to order 19 times in a day and not pay delivery, which is great value for them. 19 times from one single customer. That is so crazy. Um, tell us one interesting behind the scenes secret about the food delivery industry that people would be surprised to learn. It's often that their food is getting delivered with someone else's. Okay, Not on Korean. So mixing pizzas with biryani. Yeah. Okay. So this is the final question. Um, where is Kareem heading? What does the future look like for Kareem? So recently we've kicked off what we call internally chapter three. So chapter one for us was uh, simplifying mobility, launching our, our rides business, scaling that across the region. Chapter two was the super app. So launching all these different services, tying them together in a seamless way. Now, chapter three is about us scaling that across the entire region. Okay. Um, so we've got a new partner in EAND who've invested a significant sum. So we have two great partners. We have EAND and Uber that are going to help us scale this across the region. Awesome. Um, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Alex. If you have any last words or words of wisdom for our listeners, um, please do share. Or if you can just uh, let us know where we can follow your journey and where we can follow um, Kareem as well. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me. It's been really nice talking to you. I think when you get a chance to reflect and talk about these things, it, yeah. it's quite nice. Really so yeah, thanks for all the thoughtful questions. And to follow us, um, just download the app and, and get going. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you again for tuning into another episode of the Less Chew podcast. Um, as always, if you enjoyed this episode as much as I have, please share it and let us know your thoughts. Um, until next time, goodbye for now. <laughs>